How are the rest of you doing? You got my mic on yet? Is it working? It's on, but is it? Do you hear it? It's mic six. Uh-oh, there we go. Cooking with fire now. Awesome. Thank you, Janet, for lighting the candles. We're getting our act together. We got it. <clears throat> it's good to see everyone. Good to be back. Uh, thanks for letting me have last Sunday off. That was really awesome. Uh, Brett and I went to Nashville, Tennessee. He had never been. Um, I hadn't been back in several years, so uh, it really was me going, oh, that wasn't here, that wasn't here, that wasn't here, that wasn't here, and um, him just being overwhelmed with all the cranes. Um, and we clearly got back just in time before that devastating tornado, um, and we, we hold all the people, the community of Nashville in our thoughts and prayers. Um, so really shocking, many of the places that we had traveled to um, that we had either eaten at or had a drink at or I went shopping at were absolutely devastated um, or they lost lives of employees. So just really, um, really hard and, and surreal actually processing that this week. So, um, but thank you for letting me have the week off and thank you, uh, Pastor Jamie, for preaching. Um, it is greatly appreciated. So uh, we welcome Bill Spangler Dunning. Welcome to 7th Street Christian Church. Bill is... Uh, still technically the new uh, regional minister of Virginia, and he will be bringing a word to us today. And so, yet again, I get off the hook for preaching. Thank you. What a treat. No. <laughs> I did sign up as worship leader, so I'm doing something. Um, let's see what else. There is a reception in the parlor uh, following today's service, so you guys will have a chance to uh, touch base with Bill and, and welcome him and greet him and give him a big 7th Street greeting. So, uh, but we welcome you. A uh, couple other announcements. Um, I hope everyone got my, the email that went out last night about the coronavirus. Um, quickly how things change. About five hours after that email went out, Virginia was diagnosed with an official case of it. Um, I knew that that eventually it would, it would get us. But um, I hope everyone got the information about what we're trying to do. We will continue to um, uh, be thoughtful and mindful about all the ways that we can uh, protect ourselves, protect each other, um, as well as it's really hard when our, um, as we come together as, as people of faith, it is about being community. And it's really hard to be community when we can't be with each other. Um, but uh, just some things we have, Purell, hand sanitizer, and all the pews. I actually don't know where this came from. Um, we talked about purchasing it. St I thought Steve got it. Steve, no, but these are like new bottles. Um, when I went online to try to find them, it was about $600. <laughs> so I hope someone didn't spend that. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, Keep your, I mean, just be mindful, be respectful of people's own boundaries. Um, maybe you got my funny meme last night about different ways to pass the peace. Maybe you want to do the Vulcan uh, salute. Maybe you want to do jazz hands, which is one of Carolyn's favorites. Maybe you want to do the Wuhan shuffle, um, whatever. Yeah, whatever you'd like. So just be mindful and respectful of people's boundaries. And then if you are feeling under the weather, just don't come to church and maybe, you know, reach out and let one of us know. So, um, 
Okay, enough about that. A Lenten study today at 4.30 in the parlor. Uh, if anyone who wants to join, you don't have to have read the first three chapters. If you're one of those, you're like, I'm never going to read it, but I'd still like to come. It's okay. I've struck, yeah, I'm going to just use this one. Um, <laughs> well, I've structured the class in a way that uh, you can still get something out of it. So, um, Also, sign up. Uh, there's a sign-up sheet out in the hallway uh, for regional assembly uh, that's coming up. Is that May 30th? May 30th. Um, in Lynchburg, I really would like a big 7th Street contingency to go down. It's one day. Um, the board has agreed to pay for half of people's... Um, did we didn't actually agree on that, but I'm pushing for that. Um, registration. <laughs> it's only $30, so that would only be $15 for y'all. Um, but you can sign up, and then we'll probably try to figure out a way to carpool down there. So a great way to learn about... Um, the disciples, our region, what's going on, um, engaging and putting more tools in your toolbox for ministry. Anything else about that, Bill? Yeah, it'll be good. In your installation. Yeah. I mean, no, no other reason to come, really. And our general minister and president will be there. That's right. So lots of good stuff. Next week, we have a congregational meeting briefly after church. Uh, that email went out in the new, and the newsletter, as well as snail mail. Um, we are, if you're like Holly, we've already, why are we having a congregational meeting? It is because we needed um, additional uh, leadership for elders and deacons. Um, and so we are happy that people have said yes and responded to that call. And so we are just officially um, voting on those additional people. So just a brief meeting to, to get that official. Um, and then before we do our gathering song, we're going to, sing another song that we all know and love because today is Steve Cheney's birthday. Woo, jazz hands. So I say we sing happy birthday to him. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear forget about two announcements even though I'm holding them in my hand. Uh, the blessing boxes, VHM blessing boxes, if you saw that information, you can actually give online. Um, at D, is it, do we give online at VHM? Or what is VHM? If you Google VHM blessing box, an online giving site will pop right up. Okay. Got it. Thank you. And then uh, Lenten Creation Care Calendar. Um, for those of you who like to uh, engage in some sort of Lenten practice, um, this is a great option, and you, there is something that you can do every single day to help, um, help the environment out. So those are available out in the narthex. And with that said, I know that there's a lot going on. There have been tornadoes and people devastated. There's the coronavirus. Maybe we're not feeling well. We're holding a lot in, in our hearts and in our lives. But at the same time, we can still give thanks and praise that this is the day that the Lord has made. So let us stand up and sing our gathering song. Jensen's going to hand out some instruments. Grab the one that allows you to express yourself fully. <clears throat> I don't know what that is.
All right. Everyone have, uh oh, you got you. There you go. If you are able, join me in the call to worship. <clears throat> All are welcome here. The young and old, those who have visions and those who dream dreams. All are welcome here. The sinner and saint, those who seek forgiveness and those who long for peace. All are welcome here. The hurt and the doubting, those who know the wilderness, and those who feel lost. All are welcome here, for you are loved by God, and this is God's house. Let, let us, us worship, worship God. God. Amen. Amen. Continuing in our worship, let us join our voices with our opening hymn. We will sing verses 1, 3, and 5 of Praise to the Lord, the Almighty.
Friends, I invite us to take a deep breath and move ourselves into a time of confession. God, we give you our hearts. They are brimming with doubt and are saturated with fear, but we give them to you anyway, for you promise to love us as we are. You promise to walk with us to the ends of the earth, so in this moment, we promise to tell the truth. God, you call us to be brave and bold, but we tremble with fear. You ask us to love our neighbors as ourselves, but we hold tight to privilege and to status quo. You ask us to risk it all to follow you, but we are content with the injustices at hand. Forgive us and lift our eyes to you. Lift our eyes to the hills. Gratefully we pray. Amen. God's love is renewed in every moment. God's grace is known in every breath. God is with us now. There is no place that we can go in which we are not in the presence of God. You are loved and forgiven. You do not belong to the ways of this world. You belong to love because you were created in the image of God. And God is love. Go and share this good news that because of love, all things are possible and all things are made new. Amen. Amen. Friends, remembering that there are multiple ways to pass the peace and respecting your neighbors, um, express yourself and pass the peace as you are able, <laughs> offering the Christ to one another. Peace. I invite you to be seated, and if you can, our scripture reading of Psalm 121 will be um, in response with each other with our Psalter found on page 760, so I'll give you a moment to find that in your hymnal. 
we will not do the musical refrain, but we will, um, you are invited to read the bold. How's everyone coming? All right. <clears throat> I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where will my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. The Lord will not let your foot be moved. The Lord who keeps you will not slumber. The one who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in for this time on and forevermore. The word of the Lord. Good morning, church. Our reading from John today, a story you may remember, that of Nicodemus. Starting in verse 1, going through verse 17. Now there was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one can do these signs that you do apart from the presence of God. Jesus answered him, Very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, How can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter the second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, the kingdom of God without no one, I tell you that no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I, of what I have said to you. You must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Very truly I tell you, we speak of what we know and testify to what we have seen, yet you do not receive our testimony. If I, have, if I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. And just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, so that everyone who believes in him 
may not perish, but have eternal life. Indeed, God did not send the Son into the world to condemn, but in order that the world might be saved through him. May God add a blessing to these readings today. Technical glitch here. Oh, stay up here, right? That's what I heard. Yeah. Okay. Good morning, church, again. I tell you this morning that I come from a long line of faith mentors, people who have taught me how to be a Christian in this world. And some of them have been men, but I tell you that most of my faith mentors have been women, and of those, there are two I want to tell you about today. The first, her name was Reva, R-E-V-A. She lived her life never having met another person with her name. She was unique in that way in the church that I grew up in. She was that member of the church who hardly said a word. She was at everything. She was always in the back of the room. She was always that person in the kitchen or behind the scenes that made sure that church always ran perfectly. But she was not a person who spoke a whole lot, if any at all, during meetings or other times. But she found herself at the end of the year at one of those board meetings, you know, those board meetings where you can't find enough people. Maybe that never happens here. But this was over a quarter of a century ago. And the leaders of the board were frustrated and arguing among themselves that they could not find enough elders to serve. At the time, this disciple church had not yet embraced women as elders. And Riva sat in the back of the room listening for 45 minutes as the leaders of the church discussed in frustration how they could not find enough men to serve as elders. And then in the front row, there was this 30-year-old woman named Elizabeth. And Elizabeth stood up, and she did speak. And she said, I think it's about time this church start accepting women to be elders, and then we wouldn't be talking about not having enough. There was an awkward silence. And then they went back to arguing that they couldn't find enough people. (laughs) That meeting ended, and a month went by, and now it was the last board meeting of the year, and there Riva sat, once again, quiet in the back of the room. And they were arguing once again about how they could not find anyone. And without any... anybody calling on her, Riva stood up. And the leaders stopped talking. Because Riva never stood up or talked. So they knew something was up. But between the last meeting and this one, she had called her son, who had just graduated from seminary, and my mother, yeah, Riva is my mother. She called me and she said, Billy, that's what she called me. Billy, do you think women can be elders in the church? And I said, As I read scripture, I think they've always been elders in the church. 
They've always been. Read scripture and you will find that women, without women, the church would not exist. Women have always been elders. Here are some passages that are clear. So she entered that meeting well-informed and ready to speak. And she told them, it is time this church reaches out to women and calls women to be elders. And I think Elizabeth should be the first elder of this church. And so it happened. Those leaders didn't continue to argue. They simply accepted Reva's voice among them. Shortly thereafter, about two years later, my mother served on the search committee for their first woman pastor. She will retire now, 27 years later. That church is healthy and thriving. I love my mother's voice. I totally tell you that I have come from a long line of faith mentors who have taught me how to speak and how to listen, how to be a leader within the life of the church. And my mother was one of them. When I reflect on our text this morning, I love the story of Nicodemus. I think I like it so much because as much as I want to convict Nicodemus for not knowing and not hearing the voice and somehow not understanding, I know I've been that person. I know we as the church have been the Nicodemus. It's strange because Nicodemus even gets called out in the scripture that he should understand. He's a leader in the church. I mean, he knows scripture. He knows all of this. He even acknowledges that he gets it that Jesus can't be doing all these miracles and signs if he's not of God. And yet, when Jesus simply says to him, you have to be born again. You have to become something different. It's not just enough that we are born. We must make an intentional choice to follow the God of love and grace and justice, the God who wants this world to be at its best. Baptism of water and of spirit. Why doesn't Nicodemus see that or hear that voice? I don't really know. It doesn't really tell us why he's not hearing it. But that's the part when I look at myself and us as church. Why don't we hear the voices that cry out at board meetings or in our world? I wonder if Nicodemus wasn't just really in his own routine. Now, that's sometimes what prevents us from hearing the new voice, is that we just like what we like. We like sitting in the same pew. Maybe you all don't hear. I tell you, when I go home to my home church in Iowa, my parents haven't attended that church for a lot of years. And I will still gravitate to the seventh pew on the right side. Because that is my pew. We get used to doing the same thing. I don't know if it's just because Nicodemus couldn't hear the voice because he was just doing the same things over and over. I don't know if it was that Nicodemus was afraid because you know we get used to things and we fear the things that we don't know. I myself like to drive the same road, but every once in a while there's, my GPS will get me lost and I can tell you I fear that I don't know what's on the other side. Fear can prevent us from hearing the voices that are right before us in whatever wilderness we are in. There's so many reasons why Nicodemus might not have been able to hear that voice. But as much as I want to convict him and say, why didn't you know 
Because you knew that Jesus was clearly the Son of God. Why didn't you know what he was saying? Why could you not hear that voice? And it all points back to me and you. We are human beings who like what we know, and we get used to hearing the same voices that sometimes we can't hear the next thing or the next voice. I tell you, I come from a long line of faith mentors. And of all of them, one of my greatest was my grandmother. And I tell you this story with a little fear and trembling, because the story that I tell you, the moment that my grandmother became my faith mentor, the voice in my own wilderness growing up, was the day I thought she was going to end my life. Sometimes those are the moments that teach us the most. You see, my grandmother um, taught me over and over, I should have listened to her voice earlier, but she had told me over and over that when we are growing up as children, there's a moment when you get grace and love and you're not responsible for the things you do. As long as you can crawl underneath the couch or in small closets, you're good. But that particular day was the day I was in between. Not quite able to fully hide underneath the couch or in a small closet. You see, we used to go to my grandparents' house because my grandparents were one of the first Iowa farmers to get one of those uh, huge satellite discs, you know, the ones that can reach Mars. Huge. And that allowed them to get like 400 channels that we couldn't get in the city. So we would always go out to the farm and we'd work in the garden and work in the fields and then we'd come home and we could watch two hours of any shows we wanted of the 400. And I fell in love with Columbo. I just loved that show and I think I liked it because Columbo would always outsmart the villain with his mind and I loved that part. You know, just when you thought that the villain was going to get away with something, Columbo would figure it out somehow either through a recorder or some kind of information that he got. He was a great detective. And then, just when you thought that was it, he would turn away to walk out the door, and the villain was like, oh, I got away with it. And then he would turn back, and he'd say, oh, one more thing. And that's when you knew Columbo had figured it out, and the villain was going to be convicted. I loved it so much that I was really sure at nine years old that God was calling me to be a detective. <laughs> Hadn't received that call for to be a minister yet, but I knew I wanted to be a detective. So I asked my grandmother for Christmas, could I please have one of those recorders? You know, the, the old uh, push play and record, and I even had got a little microphone. Sure enough, underneath the tree that Christmas was a box with my name on it. And when I opened it up, it was a recorder with one cassette tape. And all that Christmas, I went around and secretly taped all of my cousins, saying how they were the ones to throw the baseball through the window, how they had colored on the walls, how they had done all kinds of stuff. If only I had saved that tape. Hmm, maybe I could get my cousins to do more. But there was also this other tradition in our family 
that somehow, right, I don't know exactly why, but right after eating, all of the men would go out to the garage and stand around and talk about things. And all of the women in our family would go around the kitchen table, the sacred kitchen table. And around that table, they would complain, share rumors, talk about their spouses, argue with one another, everything you would not want to be recorded. But I wanted to be a detective. And on that day, I crawled inside, barely, a closet right next to the kitchen and that sacred table. And I slid open the door just slightly to put out the mic. And I pushed play and record, and I held my breath for 29 and a half minutes. Because if you remember, those recorders, when they finished the 30-minute tape, popped up those two keys, and inside that closet, it acted like a speaker. And I am looking through the crack of that door at my grandmother when that sound goes off. I tell you, in my memory, my grandmother turned her head like an owl and looked right in my eyes through the crack of that closet. But I still thought that I was young enough that I could close the door and everything would be okay. But I heard her footsteps. And with one arm, my grandmother slid open the door, the, the door to the closet and she reached in and she grabbed the scuff of my shirt and she pulled me out and she held me two feet above the ground looking into my eyes. I tell you, Iowa farm women are strong. And I began to cry. And I said to her, I know it, I know I, I did something wrong. I, I, I shouldn't have done it, I shouldn't have done it. And I was scared, and I tell you again, I was sure that my grandmother was going to end my life. And she had every right to do so, and I knew it inside my soul. I had recorded everything that they had said around that sac sacred table. But that's when my grandmother taught me as a faith mentor. She slowly lowered me to the ground and she got down on her knees and she put her hands on my shoulders and she looked into my eyes and she said, let's see what we can do to make this right. And she stood up and she grabbed my hand and the recorder and she took me into that sacred table with all of those women sitting around, and she explained to them what I had done. And there was an audible gasp, and then my grandmother rewound that 30-minute tape. She pushed play and record, and we sang the most awful Christmas hymns for 30 minutes, <laughs> and erased all that was on the tape. But more importantly, my grandmother was a voice I have not forgotten. A voice of grace and love when she had every right to think something differently. Every time I am in the wilderness, when I've made a mistake, or the world gets too harsh, I think of my grandmother and her ability to to model to me something different 
for my future. Church, I know that there are lots of things that prevent us from hearing the voices that we need to hear in this world. I know that the world can be a bully. I know that sometimes it's our own mistakes that get in the way and sort of make us think that maybe we're not good enough. But today, I remind you that there is a different voice to listen to. I have to believe that eventually Nicodemus got the message. I don't really get that necessarily here, but I have to believe that eventually he began to hear that voice somehow, from someone, one of his own faith mentors. Please, O oh church, it is so easy to get into our, return, our routines, to let our fears prevent us from hearing the voices that we need to be a thriving church, a voice of hope for the world. So I ask you this day in the sermon, please, hear the voices in the wilderness. Do whatever you can. That'd be a great place to end the sermon, I suppose. But one more thing. It really isn't enough. Seriously, it's not enough that you just open your own ears to hear the voices. I need you to be the voices. I need you to be the faith mentors that my mother was to me and my grandmother was to me. Because, again, the world is not kind sometimes. The world steals our hope. The world tells us as church that we're not relevant enough anymore to make a difference. But I tell you that we are. And I need you to tell someone today or this week to be their faith mentor, to be that voice that says the church should do this or that you are good or give them grace when they may not fully deserve it. May it be so. Amen. Friends, let us respond to God's word for us today as we stand and sing, joining our voices in hymn number 517, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling. Stand as you are able.
you are invited to be seated. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O oh God, our Creator, your kindness has given us a new morning. Help us to let go of yesterday, not to be anxious about tomorrow, and appreciate the unique gift of today. We pray for those who are struggling with addiction and loss and health concerns. We lift up those who were impacted by destruction, particularly our brothers and sisters in Tennessee. We pray for your presence now in the midst of the global spread of the coronavirus, that we may experience your healing love. Heal those who are sick with the virus. Heal us from our fear, which prevents nations from working together and neighbors from helping one another. And heal us from our pride, which can make us claim invulnerability to a disease that knows no borders. Holy Spirit of God, invisible like the wind, we do not see you moving among us, but the effects we do see. Come to our hearts that we may be renewed and reborn. Open our minds that we may perceive your kingdom. Open our eyes so our vision is like yours able to see with compassion upon everyone. Open us to the movement of your Holy Spirit. Amen. created in Christ Jesus for good works. Let us now do the loving good work of giving our gifts back to Jesus. Let us bring our gifts of thanksgiving to celebrate his deeds and his wonderful works to humankind.
God, we give you thanks for these monetary gifts. But we also give thanks to the many blessings that have been bestowed upon this church this week. For those who came together yesterday to help pick up 35 pounds of trash to help beautify our community. For the mystery person who delivered the Purell in our pews. For those who have made or brought cookies and items to make sure that our regional minister feels welcome. We give thanks. May these gifts indicate our gratitude for our many blessings. And may the spiritual nourishment we receive today strengthen us for continued service. Amen. You may be seated. Jesus talks about being born again. A phrase that is often tossed around in churches and among the faithful. But at its core, being born again is entering into a consciousness of what it means to walk in the ways of Jesus. It is letting go of one's constraints that are placed upon us at birth. It is a movement-by-movement intention of being aware of God's presence and appreciation for all that we have been given. As we prepare ourselves for communion, I invite us to slow ourselves down, to breathe deeply, to adjust our focus, and be born again, cultivating an awareness of Christ's presence at this table. Let us share in our communion hymn found on page 535. Friends, you may not be familiar with this hymn. I was not, but Gerald found it and I found the words absolutely beautiful. So sing as you are able and if not, appreciate the beautiful lyrics. Let us join our hearts and voices.
Well, we remember that Jesus gathered with his disciples and took bread and blessed it and broke it and gave it to them and said, this bread is like my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, after supper, Jesus took the cup and blessed it and gave it to them and said, the wine in this cup is like the blood in my veins poured out to give you new life. Do this in remembrance of me. Friends and visitors, as we partake of communion today, please know that no matter who you are or where you are from, you are welcome to this table and to partake. Let us pray. Father, we are here once again at your table. This table is for all. It is a sacred table. It is a table that lets us know who you are. You are the Lamb of God. He sent you here to take all the sins of the world away. So when we take this bread, let us remind ourselves of why. When we drink this wine, let us remind ourselves of why. Just keep Jesus on your heart and in your mind each and every day because he is the one that has taken away all of our sins. So please be grateful for this sacred table. In your name, amen.
the cup of love. You call us to a new birth. Do not let our feet and our spirits hesitate. May this meal move us from complacency. May this meal shake us from our fears. May this meal instill us with the same spirit of selflessness as Christ, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us stand and sing the first, first verse, verse one of Blessed Assurance. Friends, before Bill shares our benediction, just a reminder that we can uh, talk with him and, and share more fellowship with him and each other in the parlor as uh, we share in a reception. Wherever I go, and several churches need to go, but I meet amazing and wonderful people like you, and I need you all to come together at the assembly because there's another church that needs to hear your story. I've taken lots of pictures so I can share that, but I need you. And that's why I'm hoping that you will have a great group of people that comes to the assembly so that you can share your gift with them. You are amazing. You are wonderful. And you are a people of spirit and water. For God so loved the world. Go be that love in this world and change.